0: I had a very strange childhood. had the worst case any doctor had ever seen. My job is to keep healing. So that is the story. We all have remarkable stories within us. Stories of adversity, challenges, triumphs, and ultimately of healing. This is Your Health, Your Story, the podcast. We all know a sedentary lifestyle isn't good for our health, yet studies show about 31% of people over the age of 15 live a sedentary lifestyle, and that inactivity is a factor in about 3.2 million deaths every year. Another way to interpret this data, moving the body and exercising are critical for optimal health. But what about if you're already sick or chronically fatigued, can't even get out of bed? I'm going to be talking to NYCIM's own Antonio Franco, who's been studying fitness and exercises and speaks to chronically ill patients on a daily basis. Antonia, thanks for coming on the show and taking some time away from patients. And I just want to jump in and ask you this because we know exercise is great, right? We hear about it all the time. Endorphins, immune system, you yes. know, losing weight, metabolism. But then you're talking as someone who's chronically ill. Is exercise good for them?
1: Right. So overall, I would recommend exercise for someone that is dealing with a chronic illness, if it's possible for you. So the benefits of exercise, even if it's some type of low impact exercise, like walking outside, have been studied to be beneficial. So it depends on what kind of illness you're dealing with and kind of what you and your doctor have discussed as far as like intensity goes And that can kind of gear you towards what the type of movement that's going to support your body um, rather than putting more stress on your system. So, for example, um, if you're a person that has chronic lower back pain or joint pains, you might want to do something that's a little bit easier on your joints like swimming or biking rather than a weightlifting activity. So, with chronic illness, cortisol levels, which is a stress hormone that um, elevates during sickness and periods of stress can raise during um, exercise. So it can have a negative impact on your body and leave you more exhausted if you're someone that's undergoing a period of high stress and illness.
0: And you got to imagine a lot of people that are going through illness are in high stress. They're in inflammation. They're in these portions of their lives where cortisol is, is, you know, really high already. What would you tell to a patient about where to draw the line? Because yeah, it's easy to, to walk around, and, and but then you start moving a little bit more. You might do some of the swimming, but you might feel a little pain, which could be soreness or could be pushing it too much.
1: Right. So, you know, there is always a chance of you feeling like you're overexerting yourself with exercise, especially when you're sick. So you definitely don't want to push yourself too much um, without enough rest in between your sessions. So if you aren't getting adequate sleep or getting the proper nutrition, this can have a negative impact on your body. And you can show signs of overexerting yourself. Some of these signs, um, you may be a little bit more irritable. You may be feeling a little bit anxious, lack of mental concentration. And you might also, when you're trying to work out, feel a little bit more tired early on in your workout. Um, So those are some signs to look out for that you're kind of pushing yourself too far to the limit and your nervous system is kind of on overdrive.
0: I wanted to talk to you also about times of the day where people should be working out. I had Dr. James D. Nicolantonio on before, and he was looking at chronobiologically for a healthy person The afternoon is actually better than the morning. He said you can move in the morning, but if you're doing more heavy lifting and everything, wait until the afternoon, you get a few meals and you and everything. And that's when you have uh, the ability to actually do better with your exercise. But when you're talking about someone that's chronically ill, it's not an athlete. Is there a better time of the day to work out?
1: I personally would recommend for patients to try to get exercise in in the morning. I know that for like a regular healthy person, the after do- afternoon time might be more ideal, but based on research from you know all over, cortisol is usually more elevated in the morning and usually reach- reaches a peak around 8 a.m. So naturally, you're going to feel a little bit more alert in the morning when working out because cortisol is higher. In the evening, the cortisol starts to decrease. So that, that's why you might feel a little bit more tired at the end of the day when you're trying to work out. But everyone's so different. I say it's very personal. So depending on the kind of illness you have and what your symptoms are, you should listen to your body. So if your body's telling you that you feel good in the morning and you want to get in a light workout, whether a walk or a jog or biking in the morning, then do it. If you're feeling tired at the end of the day, then don't do it. Everyone's so unique and different. And it's kind of really personal to how you're feeling with what you're dealing with.
0: And would you recommend that people try and get outside as quickly as possible when they're working out? Meaning like combine the two, we know that vitamin D, some you know exposure to sunlight as well as fresh air is usually good. Would you recommend that to people or just say, just go to the gym and walk on the treadmill?
1: For sure. I would definitely, I think getting outside is better than working out inside. I think the fresh air and getting in the sunlight, like you said, gives you a mood, you know, it boosts serotonin. Whereas when you're working out in a gym, you're just surrounded by like a few walls. There's no real like natural light. There's a lot of people can be overcrowded. So I feel like if you're someone that doesn't like that overstimulation of the gym, then working out outside would probably be your, be your best bet. So it's just a lot more calming and relaxing and a lot of people like to go and get their exercise where there's a view. So if you're walking by the ocean or something like that, then that's super beneficial for you mentally as well as physically.
0: Yeah, I think people need to change their definition of like working out because we think of working out as you have to be in a gym. Right. For me, though, like most gyms are like fluorescent lights. They're bad for your circadian right. rhythms. Mm-hmm. It's usually like in, in a place that I don't know. Sometimes they have mold. I've noticed in <laughs> gyms because it's like yeah. you got water around sweaty people like all this. And, and I don't sometimes it's just not the ideal situation for someone who's already dealing with illness. That's why I say like change workout to mean movement, to mean, you know, uh, stimulation using your muscles a little bit, not, you know, really, really lifting heavy weights sometimes, although you could do some, uh, you know, body weights. How do you feel about using body weights? You mentioned squats before you got on this. Is that something you recommend to patients as they get more comfortable?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would just recommend doing so take it one step at a time is what I like to tell patients see how you're feeling. If you feel like you want to start out slow and build your way up to doing heavier weights, then do it. I mean, it depends on everyone's strength. So it's really very personalized to how you want to start off, but usually people like to start off with lighter weights and just work their way up the ladder to doing heavier lifting, if that's something that you're able to physically do.
0: Now, here at the clinic, we talk a lot about detoxification. We put people on drainage remedies. We talk about lymphatic drainage, but we also know that exercise can be helpful, correct? Can you go into that and which exercise may be helpful for detox and lymphatic drainage?
1: There are so many systems in the body that rely on exercise. So the lymphatic system plays a huge role in that. Your body's gonna rely on your lymphatics to detoxify and remove waste, bacteria. It can help even you know any abnormal cells that can lead to cancer. So we want it to constantly move and drain. Our lymphatic system, you know, whereas your cardiovascular system has your heart that pumps your blood and all different fluids through your body, but your lymphatic system doesn't have an organ like that to pump fluid. Um, so it's up to us to stimulate it by moving our muscles and getting our heart rate up. So the contraction of your muscles when you exercise kind of becomes the pump that is going to get the fluid around your body and help your lymph move more effectively and drain. Um, this is then going to help fight off infections. So I would say anything that has like a lot of up and down movement. So dancing is great. I know some patients have like a little, uh, one of those trampolines in the morning, they like to bounce up and down on, you know, any type of rebounding movement is particularly helpful um, because the vertical motion of going up and down opens, the, opens and closes the one-way valve that makes up the lymphatic system. So any type of movement's great, really. Running is great too.
0: And I love the the trampoline one or as they say across the pond the rebounding, the rebounder. I learned that from from UK friends where I'm like, what are you talking about rebounder like are, are yeah. you playing <laughs> basketball like yeah. no the jumping up and down thing I was like, oh, you mean a trampoline. Right, but that's pretty. I like that's an interesting one because it doesn't take much. It's easy on your joints. So if you have joint pain, Lyme patients sometimes have a lot of pain, right? Localized in knees and joints. You could do that. Yeah. and that's even better. I heard than the vibration plates that are supposedly because you get a Z, you get G force that's actually necessary for lymphatic drainage to really accelerate. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, that's correct. Actually, I think it was a Lyme patient that did tell me about the trampoline, which I thought was very interesting. And they, they did it in the morning to kind of get things flowing and open things up for the day. So I think that's a great way to kind of get some movement in, um, even if you're feeling so poorly. Like some people really just can't even go outside for a walk. But any type of movement like that, something so simple is going to be super beneficial and help detox your body a little bit more and remove all of that backup and waste that we accumulate.
0: Yeah, one additional tip I learned from my father, Doctor Schultz, uh, who, who I am not. Everyone thinks I'm. Do- <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm just regular Casper what Schultz. See the he's Doctor <laughs> <laughs> But uh, he's, you know, he always said, just do a, a hot cold shower as well. Like do do the, you know, and then do that. That stimulates also this this kind of polarity of everything, just like the up and down on a trampoline. So if you did a few minutes trampoline, hot cold shower, it doesn't have to be too hot, too cold. It could just be mild. That even gets you going and also gets the nervous system going. Now, speaking of of blood flow and getting things going, how do you feel about stretching?
1: I love stretching. (laughs) I love stretching. I think stretching is amazing. It's great for blood flow, it's going to boost oxygenation levels to your system, um, it's going to help deliver any nutrients to your muscles, and it's also going to help um, remove metabolic waste like carbon dioxide, ammonia and uric acid that kind of gets stuck. I love, um, dynamic stretching is really great. So when you're kind of using controlled movements, um, to gradually increase your heart rate. So some dynamic stretching like jumping jacks, front lunges, um, any type of side lunge, or even like just doing like some arm circles is amazing for you. Um, I personally love stretching. I think it, it just makes you feel so good for the rest of the day. Personally, I like to do in the morning, but. Yeah. Any type of stretching is going to be beneficial to get things moving too.
0: Is there like a singular stretch if someone's listening right now and they're like, I hate, I hate stretching and I will only (laughs) do one, one particular stretch that, that, you know, is it like touching the toes is the best? Like what, is there a best stretch out there?
1: I don't know if there's one singular (laughs) best stretch. I guess whatever feels good to you. I mean, some people like to, you know, bend over, touch their toes. Some people like to do sitting stretches. Um, Some people, I mean, yoga is super beneficial too. If you're into yoga, that's all based on stretching movements. So even if it's as simple as just sitting on the floor in a butterfly stretch, that's also really beneficial for your lower back. It opens up your hip flexors. So it's just whatever you feel like is good for your body and your system.
0: Yeah, I'm incredibly inflexible. I hate stretching, yes. but but I've learned that just like sun salutations in the morning, which are like a yoga pose that, you know, it's a lot of the back, hips, everything, just doing a, that in the morning sometimes. Absolutely. It, it makes yeah. me not as inflexible throughout the day. <laughs> Literally my mind inflexible. I mean, and there is a correlation. They say, if you're not flexible within your body, you're probably not flexible in life. And yes. that's not a good thing. You need no. to be flexible. <laughs> right? Yes, of course. Tell us a little bit about your thoughts on diet versus exercise and the importance We know in the normal world let's say of just athletes there's this huge uh, you know push on yes you could exercise all you want but if you don't have the diet that's gonna you know crush you that'll be the killer there right Is it the same with chronically ill patients where they should really focus first on the diet, fix that up and then move on to exercise? How do you feel about that?
1: Um, I don't personally feel like one is better than the other. I I think that you need, of course, a great diet to help boost your system and boost your immunity. So I think that maybe, yes, you should start off with having a good diet and then kind of incorporate exercise on top of that. Because let's say you're just exercising and you're eating all this processed food, it's kind of going going a little bit out the window, you know, per se, Um, you know, because you're, when you're exercising, you are trying to boost your immune system. You're trying to detoxify your body. So if you're adding more garbage into your system and not really taking into consideration your diet per se, it's kind of not going to be as beneficial as it would be if you were eating the right foods. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And you know last question here before I let you go your personal favorite workout what would that be
1: Personally I like to combine a little bit of cardio and weightlifting I like to try and like increase my weights at the gym I feel like it's a great way to get rid of any stress or frustration from the day but I also like to try and go for like a 10 minute mile run on the treadmill I'm a little intense I'm a little intense at the gym I really like to get like work of a good sweat. I think that even like going in the sauna is beneficial um, for most people. I'm not really into like any type of fitness class. <laughs> I like to do my own thing, but everyone's so different than me. You know, my coworkers love the SoulCycle classes. So Everyone just has their own ways of enjoying. You try to enjoy your exercise as much as you can. You want to make it something that feels good for you and feels good for your body. So whether that's jump, jumping on your trampoline, stretching, running, going outside for a walk, if you can just find some type of movement, then that's great. But yeah, I, I like to combine cardio and weights.
0: Nice. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm not much of a class guy, just just the old school weights, a little bit of bud. A- you know, the jump rope outside now that it's nice here in New York. and then not good tennis. At jump
1: roping. <laughs> no,
0: it's, no. It, it takes time. Like the yeah. first time, yeah, you're like you trip over yourself, you get like three, four and you do it. But then after a yeah. while, you're just like, all right. And I will say weighted jump ropes are better than the speed ropes as far as just like, you know, going for it. But it, That's it's a good a one for the
1: lymph. Yeah, that too, right?
0: The jumping up and down.
1: Yeah, exactly. Antonia,
0: thank you so much for sharing this knowledge and everything and 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 letting people know. Absolutely. And for anyone listening, Antonia broke it down really well. You just got to find what's comfortable for you. And there are so many options out there, whether that is just going for a walk in the afternoon Mm -hmm. or looking up different things, whether it's Qigong, yoga, Felden crisis, even natural movements from the past, stretches, so many options. Just move a little bit each day and consider that exercise. So thanks again, Antonia. And until next time, keep writing your own healing story.